Peace, everybody. How are y'all doing today? This is Fasting is Life, and I am back again with another awesome video. In today's video, <laughs> we're going to talk about something very interesting. It's an interesting topic uh, I've been thinking about for a few days now. It's about yoga. A lot of you out there, probably you've heard yoga, you've seen it on TV shows, you've seen it around you. People be like, hey, you want to do some yoga and stuff like that? So, yeah, we're going to talk about this because a lot of people, uh, they're in ignorance, right? Uh, the scripture says, uh, my people suffer for a lack of knowledge. And then... The next part, it says, because thou has rejected knowledge. When you're in ignorance, right, you're unaware. But then the worst part is, while in your ignorance, you refuse to gain knowledge to get out of your ignorance. That's the worst part. So today, as you can see in the title, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, uh, for those of you who are listening to the broadcast, I got an image that says yoga, and then on each letter, you got somebody performing different poses, right? And the title of my video today is Yoga is Satanism in Disguise. I'll repeat again. Yoga is Satanism in Disguise. And I'm going to use uh, a lot of reference. I'm going to particularly go to the history of yoga, its origin, and I'm going to be using Wikipedia. There are books out there that you could purchase, but we don't have that much time. And I know you guys don't want to hear me talk about this subject for five hours. All right. So, but before we can get into it, for those of you watching me on YouTube, please let me show you this awesome picture. Please subscribe to my channel, like, share this stream. So that others may, you know, be aware of this information, not just you. Don't be, don't be selfish. So it's it doesn't hurt to press that like button and click that share. I know you want to share, you know. You are here. <laughs> I know you want to share. I know you want to. So yeah. All right. Now let's go back to yoga. Let's see. Let me pull up the information about yoga. All right. Yoga. Let's see the history. It says yoga is a group of physical, mental, and spiritual practices or disciplines which originated in ancient India. Yoga is one of the six Astika or parenthesis orthodox schools of Hindu philosophical tra traditions. There are a broad variety of yoga schools, practices, and goals in Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. So you guys uh, can look up the research on each of these. Basically, it's a different parts of religions that are originally from what you call India. 
The term yoga in a Western world often denotes a modern form of atha yoga and yoga as exercise, consisting largely of the postures or asanas. The practice of yoga have been taught to date back to pre-Vedic Indian traditions, possibly in the Indus Valley civilization around 3000 BCE. BCE uh, is short for before common era. Yoga is mentioned in the Riveda, uh, also referenced in the Upanishads. Although yoga most likely developed as a systematic study around the 5th and 6th centuries before common era, in ancient India's ascetic and sramana movements, the chronology of earliest texts describing yoga practices is unclear, varyingly credited to the Upanishads. The Yoga Sutras of Pantajali date from the second century BCE and gained prominence in the West in the 20th century after being first introduced by Swami Vivekananda. And basically says Vivekananda, uh, born Narendranath Datta, was an Hindu, uh, Indian Hindu monk. He was a chief discipline of the 19th century Indian mystic. Keyword, Indian mystic, Ramakrishna. He was a key figure in the introduction of the Indian philosophies of Vendata and yoga to the Western world. So that's basically this guy who brought it here into the West. And when we say West, we talk about America, Europe, you know. Okay, Atha Yoga texts began to emerge sometimes between the 9th and the 11th centuries uh, with origin in Tantra. Uh, so, so it says uh, the term Tantra in the Indian tradition also, also means any systematic, broadly applicable text, theory, system, method, instrument. So, Okay, and uh says yoga gurus from India later introduced yoga to the West following the success of Swami Vivekananda in the late 19th and, uh, and early 20th century with his adaptation of yoga tradition. All to simply put, yoga is a religion, is a part of religion tradition, right? So I'm I'm giving you like a little bit of background. So for those of you who may be ignorant, yoga is a religious practice. And you have people who be quote unquote religious of all the sects, whether Christians, Muslim, whatever, they're all doing this under the guise of exercise. For me personally, me being brought up in a Christian background, I was very surprised how common these days i live in the united states where there are even christian churches that have quote unquote christian yoga and i'm like wow it was unheard of like years ago it was it would be unheard of for a quote unquote someone who claims to be a follower of the bible to be to do these practices because even 
with many Christians, I'll say in their English, you know, uh, certain knowledge they are aware of, but those who had the foundation in the Bible, they knew that when it comes to Hinduism, is Satanism. Those who were not ignorant, those who understand the differences, they knew that the Eastern religion called Hinduism was Satanism. And that any practices that come from them, you have to abstain from it, even though they come under the guise of good, feel good, emotional goodness. It's about pure, we are against evil and all that stuff. They were not full about it, but it seems like in our, in our generation, you know, modern time, you know, late 80s, 90s, now we're in a, a, two, a 20, uh, was it 2000, 2020, so two, over 20 years now. Uh, after the 21st century, you know? So let me finish up this first paragraph before we, we can get into it. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to basically kind of prelude you and then I'm going to start tearing it apart like a lion tearing off its meat. We're going to get into this, man. Just get ready. This is just an introduction. <laughs> this is just an introduction. So hold your horses, guys. You, you, you're going to, you're going to understand. And then let's see, it says, uh, outside India, it has developed into a posture-based physical fitness, stress relief, and relaxation technique. Yoga in an Indian tradition, however, is more than physical exercise. It has a meditative and spiritual core. Let me go back again. See, it says outside of India, meaning the West, how it's promoted. They tell, oh, into posture-based physical fitness, stress relief and relaxation technique. Yeah, it's so cool. Let me go into your inner peace, clear your mind. But it says right here, this is this is where. The truth begins to, to be, you know, on surface, right? Yoga in Indian tradition, going back to the motherland of the origin of yoga, however, is more than physical exercise, is more than physical exercise. It has a meditative and spiritual core. One of the six major orthodox schools of Hinduism is also called yoga, which has its own epistemology, ontology, and metaphysics, and is closely related to Hindu samkhya. So philosophy. So let me. What I do is because I'm in Wikipedia. For, guess what? I'm reading something you can read it too. And then I click on the word yoga. Why? Because we're in an article that says yoga. But now we're looking at the yoga where it's referenced right here that it's one of the six major orthodox schools of Hinduism. Hey, to those atheists who do yoga, hey, uh, you're not a true atheist. Yeah, they got you good, buddy. I thought you were atheist. <laughs> yeah, that's the irony. Atheists who practice. <laughs> Never mind. All right, let's see. 
okay? Yoga philosophy. Let us read. Yoga philosophy is one of the six major orthodox schools of Hinduism. Ancient, medieval, and modern literature often refers to the yoga school of Hinduism simply as yoga. It's closely related to the Samkhya school of Hinduism. So, and then when I go to Samkhya, it says, is one of the six Astika schools of Hindu philosophy. It is most, most related to the yoga school of Hinduism and was influential on other schools of India philosophy. It forms the theor theoretical foundation of yoga. Samkhya is a enumeralist, uh, was it enumer enumeration, was it en enumerationist philosophy whose so in emerge it's it's talk about number okay so it's a complete order listing of the you know, so it's it it, it 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 sounds to me like it's more like a like a form of um numerology or something whose epistemology accepts the three six of pramanas or parentheses proofs as the only reliable means of gaining knowledge uh Let's see. It says these include, you know, pratiska. So they're using Hindu languages. So say these include perception and inference. Uh, was a sabda word testimony. Sometimes described as one of the rationalist schools of Indian philosophy. They, that that kind of wait. This kind of sounds like science. <laughs> Let me go on. Uh, this ancient school's reliance on reason was exclusive but strong. It is traditionally viewed as a theistic uh, philosophy. Uh, theistic, theistic, as it accepts the authority of Vedas. Samkhya is strongly dualistic and has historically been uh, theistic or non-theistic with some late atheistic authors, such as, such as the author of the Samkhya Sutras. Hey, maybe that's why uh, atheists do yoga, because <laughs> hey, see how things kind of correlate with each other. <laughs> I didn't even read this. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into this. So basically, you know, you have to read the whole article. So... I'm just showing it a link, like a linking chain of all these things, right? So let me go back to the yoga. Uh, let's see. Uh, wow. Okay. Eesh. Okay. Let's see. These, uh, which I just read over there, these include perception, inference, word testimony. The metaphysic of yoga is built on the same dualistic foundation as the Samkhya school. The universe is conceptualized as composed of two realities in the Samkhya yoga schools, Purusa, consciousness, and Prakriti, Prakriti matter. J uh, jiva, uh, was it? I don't know if they say Jiva. Jiva is a J-I-V-A. Jiva, a living being, is considered as a state in which Purusa is bonded to Prakriti in some form, in various per permutations and combinations 
of various elements, senses, feelings, activity, and mind. During the state of imbalance or ignorance, one or more constituents overwhelmed the others, creating a form of bondage. The end of this bondage is called liberation or moksha by both the yoga and the and some, Samkhya school of Hinduism. The ethical theory of the yoga school is based on yamas and niyama, as well as element of the guna theory of Samkhya. The yoga school of Hinduism differs from the closely related non-theistic, atheistic Samkhya school by incorporating the concept of a personal yet essential inactive deity or personal god, Ishvara. While the Samkhya school suggests that jhana, knowledge, is a sufficient means to moksha, the yoga school suggests that systematic techniques and practice or personal experimentation combined with Samkhya's approach to knowledge is the path to moksha. Yoga shares several central ideas with the Advaita Vendara uh, school of Hinduism with the difference that yoga school is a form of experimental mysticism while Advaita Vendara is a form of monistic personalism. So it's a monism is basically oneness or singleness to a concept existence. Advaita Vendara and other schools of India accepts, adopt, and build upon many of the teachings and techniques of yoga. So that's the yoga philosophy, right? But let's go back to yoga. Now, let's dig deep. I know this is going to be like a long introduction because after that, I'm going to show you certain images uh, related to yoga so you can have an idea. And for, for those of you that are going to be listening to me uh, in a uh, podcast, I will uh, recommend you guys to actually go uh, to the YouTube, uh, the actual YouTube video so you guys can see the images. Uh, because I probably, if I have to describe all of them, uh, <laughs> this stream is going to be too long. So uh, I would really appreciate it if you look in the description uh, box of this uh, stream, you're going to see a link to my channel. And then once you click on it, you're going to go to YouTube uh, and then you see the actual video. So you can look at whatever I'm talking about so you can have a, a clear picture of the different poses that I'll be showing. So let us get to the etymology part. The Sanskrit noun yoga is, de is derived from the Sanskrit root to uh, yuj or yugi. Yuj, yeah, Indian. So you, yug or yug, okay. Like yugi yo! See, even they, they, they slick. They slick. Yugi yo! <laughs> All right. It says the word yug means, check this out. Check this out. To attack. Attach, join, harness, yoke. The word yoga is cognate with English yoke. In the context of yoga sutras, the word yoga means union. Hold up this. Wait, wait, hold up. Yoga means what? Union. The question is, 
union with what? With whom? With something, right? The spiritual sense of the word yoga first arises in epic Sanskrit in the second half of the first mi uh, millennium BCE and is associated with the philosophical system presented in the Yoga Sutra of Pantajali with the chief aim of uniting the human spirit with the divine spirit. Are you guys listening to this? Hello? <laughs> the chief aim of yoga is uniting the human spirit, your spirit, with the divine spirit. But the question is, what is this divine spirit? Hey? Huh? <laughs> now, check this out, right? It says it divine, right? But when I click the word divine, it tells you, watch this. It says, Ishvara is a concept in Hinduism with a wide range of meanings that depend on the era and the school of Hinduism. It says, Ishvara can mean supreme soul, ruler, lord, king, queen, or husband. There you go. <laughs> Let's go on. The term Kriya Yoga has a technical meaning in the Yoga Sutras, designating the practical aspect of aspects of the philosophy, i.e. the union with the Supreme due to performance of duties in everyday life. Union with the Supreme. Who? The question is, okay, the Supreme, we understand what it means. Who is he? Who is her? Who is what? Who is they? The supreme. What? What supreme? Who? It's vague. We need to we need to point that out. All of you out there who are doing yoga, do you understand what you're practicing? Do you understand what you uh, 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 dwelling into? Because you have to know exactly what you're doing. You can't be doing things out of ignorance. Ignorance is not an excuse of knowledge. All right? Just because you're ignorant doesn't mean you're not going to be affected in your ignorance based on that lack of knowledge. Let me, let me continue. According to Pan, Panini, the term yoga can be derived from either two roots. You dear... Yoga, which means to yoke, or yug samado, to concentrate. In the context of the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, the root yugi samado, to concentrate, is considered by traditional commentators as the correct etymology. Uh, yeah, deception. There you go. In accordance with Panini, Vyasa, who wrote the first commentary on the Yoga Sutras states that yoga means samadhi, concentration. According to Daskuta, the term yoga can be derived from either two of two roots, yugi yoga to yoke or yuri uh, samadhu to concentrate. 
someone who practices yoga or follows the yoga philosophy with a higher level of commitment is called a yogi or yogini. So he says yogi can be applied to a man or woman or yogini, which refers to a woman. Uh, and then he says yogini is a Sanskrit term for a female master practitioner of yoga. Uh, it says, uh, yeah, I don't want to do any details. So, like I say, you can get all the terms because, you know, just like in politics, you got, you know, the extreme and the radical and all that stuff. So, as you, you see me read, you know, you go, oh, you know, yogi just means to concentrate. Concentrate to who? Concentrate on what? To come, there's, the word concentrate in itself doesn't mean anything. Like, it, it's neither good or bad. It's neutral. It's a it's a verb. It's an action. You know, you concentrate, concentrate, right? But when you are in that, when you're taking that action, every action le leads to a reaction, right? There has to be a purpose. And I just told you earlier, it, uh, the, the the actual uh, purpose of yoga. It says, yoga means to yoke. And the word yoke is English, right? It means to union, to cling, right? <sighs> my, my, my. So, again, people, you have to, uh, <laughs> you have to understand what, what you 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 have to uh what you're practicing and uh watch this looking at the origin of the way it says a yoke is a wooden beam normally used between a pair of oxen and other animals to enable them to pull together on a load when working in pairs and then a uh, yoke is also old english means to uh to bond to connect that's why he told you says the word yoga means union and it says uniting with the supreme uh uniting with the, uh, the the human spirit with the divine spirit right now i guess i've had enough of going to yoga now let us get into the images and i'm gonna give you the story Hinduism is one of the oldest religions on earth. And it goes all the way back to what we call uh, ancient Babylon. But it's more than just a religion. This all goes back, according to the Bible, the scriptures, it goes back before the flood, the worship of the, the, the Nephilim, who were demigods, like how in uh, Greek mythology, half man, half half you uh half was a half man half god half god half animal right because the gods also dealt with uh they they had a union with animals with certain animals and the the birth you know the uh the the, the was it the result of that does the union had beings with animal parts whether it's a head feet 
arms, whatever you can name. Imagine all the quote unquote mythological creatures that you learn through mythology. You think it's fiction? Think again. Now, I'm going to give you a series of pictures of people who practices yoga so you can have an idea, right? And then I'll show you the picture of the gods of Hinduism and see if you see, if you witness any similarity. Let me show you one picture, all right? What do you guys see? Let me remove the banner so you can see everything. One second, let me remove the banner. All right, I'll show you. Uh, and then individual looks like a female doing some weird position. She's she basically. Uh, for those of you, <laughs> you have to look at the video. Uh, she got two hands down, and she's using both her legs to wrap around her left arm while she's doing like she's like on a push-up position, but then she brings uh, her her legs to wrap around like a twist uh, onto her left arm while in a push-up position. Does that look comfortable to you? Huh? Does that look natural? Right? What about this one? She's sitting on the ground, but she's crossing her legs in a weird position while doing the prayer sign. Right? How about this one? What do you guys think? You know, oh, it seems so peaceful. Oh, look at me crossing my leg. Now, some people say, "Well, there's nothing wrong with ceiling that is." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I've done. I've done sit like this." You know, some people can see like this because it's not comfortable to them. You know, they're not used to it. Right? Now, for those of skeptics out there. Some of the position they'll be doing, it's normal, like meaning when you do exercise, right? You can do it, right? But here's the thing. The, these gods, they're, they're not stupid. They're very deceptive, right? The, the scripture says, it says, uh, you know, Samael, the fallen one, Lucifer, was wiser than Daniel. He's very smart. Remember, deception lies in some truth. So that's why it's yoga is very popular right now in the West because it came under the guise of exercise, which goes back all the way to Greek Grecians. Huh? What do you guys think? Let me show you another one. See, the reason why I'm showing these images, those of you out there who are aware and who have a mind who who have wisdom, who understand knowledge, who know things. I don't even have to explain to you what you're seeing, but you're seeing it, you understand. You understand perfectly. Huh? Look, look at this one. People do things they have no idea. That's what I say. I'm gonna show you. I'm I'm gonna finish showing you all these different people from all backgrounds of life doing yoga position, all that stuff, right? Then I'm gonna show you the gods, right? And here's a a, a picture that's showing you the different position. Some people are like, well, 
it's part of stretching, you know. It's I've tried it too, right? Hey, it doesn't hurt, right? And here's another one. I know you guys are like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then here's another one. And then he's doing the side squat, right? You guys know, like, when, if you're doing side squat, like, kind of like in Goku when he's doing stretching before he fights. But look how he's doing it. And look what he's wearing and all this. See, that's what I tell you. Deception, you know. Under the guise of exercise, subliminally, you being injected with a poison. And that poison is what? Some people may say it's religion, but it's more than religion. It's the worship of the gods in you. It's an invitation. It's a gateway. It says union. Yoga is the union with the divine. The question is, who are you uniting with? And people wonder why things in their life happen the way things are and they don't understand the source well if you've been uniting with a divine being how do you know the result of that union you don't know what, who you're uniting with <laughs> right just like in marriage you be like oh you know he was sweet and all but after we got married he just or she transformed it's not the same person what what happened because you didn't know who you were uniting with, right? Here's another one. Cross leg and uh, this picture is going to crap. And here's a picture I got from this website where they were basically doing the same thing I'm doing. They were basically uh, exposing the real truth about yoga. And it, it has a picture of this woman doing some weird pause where she's like in a push-up position. And she's bringing her lower part of the body and her legs sideways to the left side, stretching her left leg out and then bringing her right legs to bring the feet of the right leg to sit on uh, on the right side of her arm as she's sitting on a push-up. And then he has on her head like a, an inserted horn and he got her having like a smurf face. Like it looks awesome and all that, but it's demonic. And here's another one. Like, I'll pull it up, right? She got her face that, like, some people say, oh, he looks innocent and all that. I'm like, well, I've done some exercises where when it came time to stretch, you know, I'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll pull my knees together, either expose my leg, which is something like this, right? Like, I'm just doing a stretch. It's like the position coincides with things that we may do regularly, right? But here's the thing. The way they give it to you, it's more than just a stretch. That's why I say be careful what you do because you may not know. And here's another popular one. Watch this. Okay. You see this one. It's a HD picture. I don't know why it's not showing it clearly. Oh, man, it was a nice picture. But uh, let me go back to okay. Yeah, it's a high-quality picture, so it was kind of pixelated. But now it looks clear. Yeah, so looking at a, right? For those of you who may not see, in one position, she's doing like a, uh, you know when you have your knees for uh, like one leg forward, 
like you, you know how you're doing your sit-ups right and like it's like you 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 pull one leg forward and one leg back and then you're bringing it uh the back leg into like a uh to get on your knee position while you stretch our leg forward bends over do like a squat like you know like getting on your knees like uh kind of like kaepernick one knee <laughs> so but then it's like it, it you the, the one leg that's in the back extends forward and then you twist your body to the side to the right side where your your left arm uh crosses over to your right leg that's bended forward and you got your hands together like you're praying and then you're looking to the sky and then there is another position which is similar to like you know when you do exercise where you bend your body forward stretch your your arms to the side but you twist your body like you you guys have to to see what i'm seeing for those of you listening to the podcast like i'm you you guys are looking at it and say well this is just a exercise right this is just stress Look at this lady's thing that she's doing. I'll, this position I'm showing you guys, is it? does it look comfortable? And this is another popular yoga pause. And these people have no idea what the hell they're doing. Here's another one. that I use, For those of you who watch some of the Hindu movies from Bollywood or... In like some of their religious movie, you've seen the like some of the traditional Indian dances. You you guys have seen these pose, right? And and you you want to want to think the gods love music because even I'll I'll get into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. I I don't really want to get there yet, but uh, we we're gonna get into it. So far, I'm looking at, <sighs> okay, now I've shown you all the different people out here doing the yoga pauses and all that stuff, right? And this is my favorite one because it, it shows you something interesting, you know? <laughs> I know some men are like, oh, yeah, yoga pants, yeah, mm, mm, yes, 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 but they don't see this, right? Now... I'm about to show you the images of the gods that are worshiping Hinduism and see if we can see anything similar, right? Let's get into it. You guys see this? I'm showing a god with four arms sitting on a flower crossing a leg where her left feet is standing on her toes facing to the side and then her right leg is crossing over under the uh the tie of the uh where her feet touches the the uh, below the the thigh of the left leg and uh you know you got uh, the hands holding different objects so and in the background you got like a like a moon moonlight that that's doing like a swirl you know what do you guys think huh and here's another god you guys see that right see how he's sitting this guy looks like he has three heads and how many arms four arms 
and he's holding some objects and one head is facing us and the other two heads are facing his sides. And then on one of his hands, he's holding something that looks like a, a remote control. One hand is holding beads. One hand is holding uh, some flour. And uh, another is holding, which looks like a, a, a bowl, like a clay bowl. So there's a little symbolism in these images that I'm showing you. All right, let me go to the next one. What do you guys think of this one? You got this guy sitting down with four arms, holding different objects, and it has uh, this guy has uh, a bunch of snakes, one around her necklace, one above her hair. Uh, which seems uh, and it, it's showing like some sort of water source coming down which looks like water so it, yeah it looks like it's sitting around waters there's a lot of symbolism and here's another picture that's showing you to different gods it has uh i don't want to see their names because people don't understand words have power. But as you can see, it got different of the main deities. It got was one, two, three, four, five, nine main deities that he have here mentioned. As you can see, you know. You guys see it? Can you see the names? Some of you, you who who are into Eastern religion, you probably know who are these entities, right? And here here's a, a another picture. It's a statue showing the gods with different position. Some gods got uh, the head of an elephant, the bull. Some gods have blue skin, orange skin, pink skin. So, and then the next one, which is with this the same guy he's in this picture, right? Right? And let me show you again. Got three heads, four arms, and look at the symbol he's doing with his hands. You guys see this? You guys see this? And now some people are like, well, why? Are you sh These are the gods you're uniting with when you practice yoga and not just these gods, they're minions too. They have ministering spirits that are under their, their control. That when you do these poses, you're inviting them, you're uniting with them. Don't be fooled. Just because your yogi teacher is telling you something else doesn't mean it's not what is. Don't be ignorant. So, this video is is more for the because those people who are who are aware of this, they do it knowingly. This message is not for them because they know what they're dealing with, right? Like the Messiah say, he says, "We know what we worship, right? For salvation is of the dude." He was basically telling this woman, he says, "You guys are doing practices you have no idea from." He said, "We know what we do. 
We know what we worship. The question is, if you're ignorant of what yoga is, why are you worship? Why are you practicing it? Why are you doing it in ignorance? It's like somebody who don't want to build muscle, but he's doing exercise. Guess what will happen? You're gonna build muscle, but I don't want to build muscle. Then why are you exercising? Don't. Your actions is going against what you want. You claim to be quote unquote atheist that you say I don't believe in I don't practice religious stuff and all that stuff, right? I don't believe in God, but yet you're practicing a religious practice tradition that honors the divine that you claim to not believe exist. Isn't that isn't that crazy? Here's another picture. It shows this entity, this God, with three, like a bunch of head of elephants. I can't see how many of them, but from from what I can see with my eye view, okay, how many? Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six heads. It's a six-headed God with how many hands? One, two, three, four. So four arms on either side, and he got one, he got his left uh his uh left I mean right foot banded where that this yoga position where he he lands his uh the foot of his right foot that's raised banded to to land on on a on a thigh. Like a like a lift red cross, like it it, it makes it, it, it it's shaped like a P, facing right. So maybe I'm not explaining what I'm I'm seeing. That's what I say is, is it will be best for you guys to go on my YouTube channel to see the visual. Um, or for those of you who are really watching the video, you already know what you're seeing. And here's another uh, uh, video. I mean another picture. Buddha, he got all these entities, these gods. And one of the guys shows you has a a, 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 a serpent that's circling this picture that has a bunch of heads. And he got all the different deities that I showed you earlier in some. And he got one deity that looks like the monkey king. And he got a tail. And he got a guy playing a musical instrument. Got a guy holding something that's vibrating. And he got a bunch of cobra circulating. There's a lot of symbolism. These are the gods you're united with when you do yoga. These these are your divine spirits you're uniting with. And look what what this image of Buddha is doing. What is he doing? And what, what have you seen in the pictures I showed you earlier? Okay, here's another one. You guys see this, right? This is the image that's on CERN. The CERN ceremony. Oh, yeah. See, maybe by showing you these images, that should bring some kind of questions into your mind. Like, what, what are we, what are we dealing with these days? Right? You got to know what you're dealing with, people. You can't be in ignorance. Notice 
this picture that you're seeing is show you this god with a human body four arms with um uh, a a bunch of jewelry and stuff like that but below her belly is the the body of a serpent and then with her body of the serpent on her back he got what he got a huge cobra like serpent head with it's like one cobra with how many heads seven heads but united as one so just imagine a cobra right where it has the, that little circle head and then you see the head right but imagine on each of the corner of that that little round circle has other heads making seven heads but he has the form of the cobra and she's holding some snakes in her hands too. Pay attention to the symbolism. These are the gods you're united with. And here's uh, the the description I showed you about the half half uh, a man or half woman, half serpent body with a crown of cobras uh, standing next to another uh, god with four arms and all like. I'm showing you to see the symbolism of what you're dealing with. And here's another picture of a, a Indian uh, God who's uh, ref referenced to be synonymous with the Greek God, Zeus. I believe this is who uh, was his name. Uh, Krishna, whatever his name. So I don't know. Here's another picture, guys. You see this? It looks like a monk crossing its legs, sitting on a serpent, like a cobra that have how many heads? One, two, three, four, five behind it. And it looks like it's praying. So symbolism, they, watch this. They, they, this is what they're telling you. You guys, they talk about the Kundalini, right? It talks about the serpent. This image is showing you when you're in this position, Guess who you're uniting? Those serpents. Yes. That's right. This is who you're uniting with. Oh. Oh, oh, I'm wrong? Well, what did you say about you, uh, yoga again? It's the union of the human spirit with the divine spirit. You can... How can you determine who you're united with when you don't know who you're united with? Do you know which divine spirit you want to unite with? How do you know this position is not uniting with, with a particular spirit that you are unaware of? Because you're opening a gate to the spirit room, right? So how do you know who's going to cross the door? Do you know how many people are standing in line to jump when a, a, a quote-unquote free door opens up? Do you know? Do you know, buddy? Do you? <laughs> uh, Y'all are not ready for the truth. The truth is very bitter. I know some of you are listening to this and say, I'll stop on that crap. This is all propaganda and all that stuff. Hey, this message is enough for the aware because guess what? Those people who practice yoga, who are fully aware of what they're delving into, 
They don't need my help. When they actually listen to this, they'll be like, hey, this guy is doing his homework. Or they'll be like, well, hey, guy, you know, this guy, there's some things he don't know that we know. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not, I'm not diving deep in that realm. Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Like I said previously in my old streams, there are some knowledge you should know. So that's how, when it comes to deception, what they do is they come in deceptively. They don't want to give you the knowledge, but they want you to practice it and delve into it unknowingly. Not to benefit you, to benefit the gods. I don't need to know that they're, they're calling on, on evil spirits for me to quote unquote dive in deep into that religion to actually find it's kind of like, oh, well, you don't know what you talk about. You need to join in and practice so you're going to know. I can know the whole broad, the, the Bible answers all the prayers. It has all the answers. He, he tells you the worship of the gods, <laughs> the old gods before the flood, the Nephilims. The, the beings that your society tells you are myth, myth, are mythology. They're legends. They're not real. It's fictional. It's man-made. It's a man imagination, right? Look at this. What do you guys think? Huh? These are the divine spirits you're uniting with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... If you were ignorant about yoga huh, before this stream, you have no excuses now because I've given you, I have given you what yoga is. I've given you the information. You have no more excuses to practice yoga, not knowing what you're dwelling into. This stream is not to convince you to stop or continue otherwise but to make you aware to know what you're dealing with so that you're no longer ignorant be aware of what you're doing and if you choose to continue so so be it you get what you get and if you know now what yoga is and you choose not to hey you get what you get for not doing it it's a win-win Lose-lose situation for whatever decision you're going to take. I'm just here to give you the information to understand what you're dealing with. Some people say, well, you say it's evil, it's de demonic and stuff like that. So you you basically giving your opinions away. I say, yes. Do you know what the word demon means? <laughs> it means spirit. Hello, Greek. It means power. But how I, I gave the, 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 how I use the word, I use it from a biblical perspective. It talks about spirits that are opposite of what the most I call good. The creator who made it, who made everything. He warns about this being that they come under deception. Now watch this. Why would those spirits, right, under that religion not come forward be like, okay, this is who I am, and this is why, what happens? And that's the question you should ask yourself. 
if those if the, uh, the yoga is about uniting with the the divine why you don't know that divine that you're uniting with why is it ambiguous why you have to kind of be blindfolded and guided to that divine being unaware of who you uniting with why shouldn't you open your eyes and see who you're dealing with why does it have to be quote unquote a secret that that's why you should ask yourself why you're not given to full spectrum the whole the whole view and then you make your choice if you want think about this if you were able to see those gods that you're going to be united with would you unite with them would you unite with them that's a rhetorical question would you unite with these gods that i showed you earlier knowing what they are and seeing how they look like would you unite with them would you would you unite with these guys if he saw them he's like hello being mortal i see you want to unite with me give me your all and we will become one and i will give you everything because i am the divine spirits would you unite hmm would you unite with the divine if you could see them would you be doing this if you could see who you united with would you hmm there is nothing wrong with exercise that's why I, I need to make sure people don't get confused but guess what there is something wrong with this oh yeah who are you uniting with that's what you should ask yourself and once you know who you're uniting with hey you get what you get afterwards that has nothing to do with me now i've basically talked about yoga now it's almost uh wow i'm uh, it's almost an hour i'm approaching to an hour of this informational video that i made i was debating if i will either stick with this and then bring in the you know some biblical records to basically prove why i say these are old gods and stuff like that but what i'll do is i will make a separate video basically bring br bringing uh, a biblical understanding about yoga and I'll, i'm i'm going to do a live stream where i'm i'm going to basically stream this video and then allow people who want to jump in who have uh, any opinions about this stream that yoga is satanism in disguise oh yeah it is you are inviting ancient spirits into your life into your temple which is your body and you have no idea how many of them are joining with you 
the spirit lies in your mind. That's where you, your your spirit resides, not your heart. Like because I know people say, "Oh, my heart." Your mind is the is the realm where these entities will stay. You start having thoughts, ideas that you think maybe your own, but it's not. It's a foreign entity coming in into you unaware and you don't know where it will lead you be careful what you bring what you practice in your life because you don't know what what doors you're opening so i would like to thank all of you for stopping by uh to gain some information about yoga so you won't be ignorant from now on you have no excuse and uh for those of you out there who are practicing yoga in ignorance, now you know what is the purpose of yoga. And you decide. And those of you who are aware already, you already made your decision. You know what to do. Uh, you don't need no convincing because you know what you're practicing. So shout out to you for being aware. And I appreciate everybody who's uh, coming in. If you missed the video, you can go and rewatch it. And before I go, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to subscribe to my channel and check out all the videos that I've uploaded. And for those of you out there uh, listening to me at the podcast, I appreciate your support. Please uh, go to my come to my YouTube. And subscribe also so you can watch the visual after listening to the audio so you can see what I saw and what the other uh, viewers saw, right? So please like, share, and subscribe and click that bell so you can get my videos as a as a soon as a soon publish it. And I appreciate your support. And again, guys. I'll leave you with this word. Yoga is Satanism in disguise. Don't be fooled of what you're being told. Do your research. Find out what you're dealing with. And stay aware and don't live in ignorance. Peace and y'all have a great weekend.